0: Lot Talk radio. We go We 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 We
1: Black with There's no fear in my eyes, what are you looking at? Better look on map. right? Me mean not like the high life. me mean not think such a thing is worth for my life. But if a man catch my side, I promise he won't like my reply. Boom, bye-bye, like, Who's you? I'm, I'm a Brooklyn boy, I make take some getting used to. Change in aim at it, gotta get it, same from Brownsville to Brain printed, from the father of the south, I'ma put the whole ship so the number runners was the only one that hang with him. Before you know it, I'm in the game, bang to them. There's you no know, Orangutan city to that, like Orangutan city, something to please. Tell me what the name of this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We are call, call, now I am here, I call, 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 now I am here, I
1: call, I fall off, I whip and dodge a bell. I jack, I rob, I spend. Oh, man, I'm Jackie Robinson. But when I run base, I dodge the pen. Lucky me, luckily, they didn't hit me. Now when I not bring the nets, I'm the black, grand three, we'll pull the corners. Burn and burn to the... Express love, Mickey, Brooklyn, hippie. I pity the fool with children like you, baby. No history in my bedroom, they borrow, with no ambitions of returning tomorrow. The sun don't come up for many like Annie. Half office mama never had an abortion, papa sorta did. Still I managed to live. I go hard. I always all to the crib. Now please tell me, it's smarter than this. <laughs>
2: Yeah, 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 sports fans, listeners, all around the world, you are tuning into the most dangerous show on the planet, Shakedown, and I am your host, e, the Chosen One from the Bronx, and welcome to East Side Fridays. As we all know, we don't waste no time on this day, so let's get right into it. We got an action-packed show for you guys. First on the line is this man needs no introduction. Y'all know what time it is. It's the OG Steve from D.C. You know. Happy Friday, brother. Yo,
3: yo, yo. Happy Friday, everybody. What's cracking, lacking, baby? What's good, What's brother? Good? E? G Nation. What nothing, it is? What's good in your hug?
2: Holla at your boys. Ain't nothing, brother. Good time, um, baby. In a, in a great mood, man. You like that introduction, man? It's been a while since I heard that song, and I know that brings back. Oh a yeah, lot for numbers. sure, it's for sure, you, for sure, you got me lit over here, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what it's all about. The number to call in is nine one four two zero five five seven nine six. Today is the day that we discuss it all, and today we're gonna get into an array of topics due to the New York Football Giants being off this week. We will get into our team, of course, first, but then we're also going to get into the games that we've seen throughout the week, starting from last Sunday to last night's game, and I'll get everybody's opinions on things like that. I'll start with that, con- um, that content after, of course, we talk about our team first. And um, I'll start with you, brother, since it's me and you on the line, you know, and I got you for a few minutes. First off, I want to say happy Friday again all over. But then I want to get right into the topic no. of some of the things that you have on your mind from this bye week that you want to talk about with the New York Football Giants. Some of the things, of course, coming back healthy, of that being one, and also changing up what's ne- necessary to get our players in the right position for success. So health and success, because we had a lot of critique. So please, the floor is yours,
3: well, man, uh, you know, uh, all you can do is really hope what the players are doing, man, and that's staying the here and the now at this point, you know. The record is not what any of us hoped it would be at this point, you know, but the roster was, we was all excited about the roster, so now it looks like everybody's going to come back, you know, somewhat healthy and, you know, and, and everybody ready, you know, ready to go. So you hope that uh, Jason Garrett knows how to use everybody and he got the players ready to go and that, uh, you know, at this point, everybody will play to what we expect them to play to, you know, everyone across the board. And uh, But uh, we got a lot of pieces, man. So, you know, it's time for us to do what we do. But you hope the players don't look left, don't look right, as far as what's going on around them in the division or anything else, because we got to grind. We got to grind real hard if we're going to make a push. So it's uh, we got, you know – I wouldn't even say it's a litmus test or anything like that because we, we've shown we can win. You know, our defense has been lights out. There ain't nobody scored a touchdown on us in the second half of the last three games. I mean, it, nothing, nothing needs to be said right there. So, I mean, all we need to do really and all I really want to see is uh, us consistently move the ball. We've got to run the ball. We need four more on every touch. And we need less, you know, third down conversions, you know, conversions, and more second down conversions. So, uh, you know, controlling the clock is crucial, and not killing ourselves is even more crucial. So, you know, let's get the penalties out, get rid of the penalties, you know, keep the turnovers, you know, to a minimum or non-existent, man. And, and you know, and let's spread the ball around, baby, and do what we do, true blue, baby, because uh, we got the right crew. So, what you got on that?
2: Um, first off. That right there is what you, is, 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 is wonderful, and I'm going to tell you why. You said three things in that that just got my entire attention. Normally it doesn't happen to me because I'm still thinking of things while the show is going on, just random and ad-libbing and, you know, the content is flowing, and I have to slow myself down at times. So this is one of those times. So you said three things that I'm going to touch on. You said health. One, due to the record. One, we did have expectations coming in. A person like myself, I thought we were going to do. I, went, I, I think I, if I predicted in the beginning, I said 10-7, 11-6. That was my prediction, barring health, barring camaraderie, seeing the weapons, what we did in free agency to help Daniel Jones out, Saquon coming back, of course, we knew the first couple of games were going to be a little rigid because, you know, it's a psychological thing. Playing this sport, you and I know, coming off of an injury, it's psychological, it's mental, more than even just physical. So I factored those things in. My, 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 was I wrong? We have to definitely admit that. I think half of Giants Nation will have to say that right now, if I could just bring all of us into one pot. We're wrong. The record is not what we thought it was going to be. Injuries were something that we didn't account for. And man, oh, man, had those piled up the way that they are right now, it definitely shows in what we got going on. You also said having us back healthy, the question I asked you, of course. Now, that right there is the bright spot that I'm going to say Giants fans have something forward to look look at meaning as the evaluation process can always go against what you don't have and how you are losing. And the caveat in Mulligan will always be, oh, we were injured. Oh, we didn't have players. Oh, we didn't do this. To me, I think being three and six and having all your weapons back healthy and having the defense play the way it's playing, this is a perfect way for evaluation. We're down. Let's see what we're made of. Let's see what we're built like. Let's see if we have what it actually takes to make a run, to win some games, and make a playoff push. Because to me, that's what we thought was going to happen before the season started. So do we allow our expectations to go down? Some of us maybe, but for myself and probably many others, This is a way to evaluate your team to find out what you want to do, especially in the second half of the season, while other teams have made so many adjustments, are starting to win games regardless to their injuries, so it should be no excuses for us. And I'm going on record and I'm saying that. There is no excuses going forward. Injuries are in the past, health is coming now, and so should our team and this is a great way to show how resilient we are, how proactive we are, and do we really believe in this team and does it believe in itself? Lastly, you mentioned how you feel we're playing on defense. I'm going to definitely touch on that. 914205 5796 is the number to call in. Right now we talk in New York Football Giants, the bye week and what we feel should allow us to try to make a playoff push and then we'll get into some other things. I got the OG Steve with us right now. Please call in and let us know what you feel. So lastly, my brother, we talked about defense. Well, you spoke on defense. I want to talk about at this time of year how important Defense is. At this time of year, where we call it the second quarter of the season, defense has shown up. And now I'm going to refer to the last four games, one hours and three others from other teams where the defenses of those teams have shut down quarterbacks as far as even last night. I want to talk about the defense of the Denver Broncos that made an adjustment to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Because at this point in the season, being eight games in, defenses start to rise up, defensive coordinators have enough tape, and do you try your best to say, you know what, this is how we're going to shut this down. Regardless to Patrick Mahomes winning that game against us, defensively we put on a clinic. He, would not, he did not look normal. He's been struggling in the past four games which is one quarter of the season, and teams have been able to scheme him up and beat him. The same thing for Lamar Jackson. Although he got a win, one win, within the last three games, and that was versus the Chargers, teams have been able to make adjustments and beat him, such as Brian Flores last night. He brought the heat. He said, how are we going to take away Hollywood Browns' yak yardage? How can we take away Mark Andrews' ability to affect the middle part of the field and in the end zone? Although Mark Andrews did get in, thank you so much for that because I needed that, are adapting and becoming better to what we do. That defense also is taking place over here with the New York football Giants. Teams are adapting. So right now, defense is a big thing. It's a part of what's going on in the NFL, and it's allowing teams to win games. Now we can go to last night's game if you guys want to discuss that. Also, the Dallas and Broncos game. Let's talk about the great defensive gem that the Jaguars put on against the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, and had that schemed up to the point where this man was not even able to throw the ball. The game ended 9-6. You can't get no more defensive than that. High-powered offense, top quarterback in the NFL, MVP, is also having a bad quarter, quarter meaning there's four games. If you look at Patrick Mahomes, if you look at Lamar Jackson, if you look at Josh Allen, and if you look at, um, yeah, I'll just say those three, they're having bad quarters. Now, moving forward, will their offensive coordinators adjust to the defensive coordinators that has been putting the heat on them and been scheming these games up and claiming victories over them? We'll see what's going on with that. I'll get into that topic with us about our New York football giants. 914-205-5796 is the number to call in. And these are the hot takes going into the bye week. You're with your boy, Eda Chosen One. It's East Out Fridays. Let's get it. So, OG, give me a second. I'm gonna um, go into the, I'm gonna go into conclave, as I like to call it. That's a religious word. Yeah. People gather and talk privately, and then come back to the I, public.
3: Yeah, I'm sure there's few people since it's Friday probably want to get that fantasy into. Since I definitely want to get it into, since you're talking about my peace and stuff. You know, it's a little, but uh, yeah, man, I. Uh, Thank goodness Ernest Johnson looks like he's going to be getting all the carries. Thank you, God. I've been holding him for a good long time. Not the best matchup, but he's still going to do his thing. So, shout out to him. And, uh, yeah, baby. You know, I, I personally, you know... I'm good with, you know, evaluating all that plays, man. But at this point, I really like with, with the Giants, man, at the end of the day, all I really want to do is win, man. So, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'm going to grade everybody out and all that stuff. But I'm really not caught up with who's doing what at this point. I just want to win, man. I want to look like the functional team that we're supposed to look like, you know, see how all this talent is utilized, you know, see if we can just go out there and play our best ball and see where we are, you know, and not beat ourselves. If we lose, we lose. You know what I'm saying? But just not beat ourselves and play close to our best ball. That, that's what I'm really interested to. And there's going to be mistakes and all that other stuff, man. But at the end of the day, it's not like I really want to even be getting rid of players or anything like that. I hope everybody's supposed to work out. Only person I'm really truly evaluating in this game is, as you know, man, 'cause I ain't ready to get off the judge. <laughs> As you know, it's Saquon. <laughs> we already you know. Because that that he, we already you know. you know you know, it's it's because Saquon is coming back, so that's the biggest thing to me and we can't we gotta touch on that because that's huge to me. You know, Saquon is coming back. What does that mean? We've seen what we could do when we run the ball. Everybody's seen that and that was what book. Everybody's seen that. So we need to start figuring out what it looks like with Saquon running this ball, man. And, you know, how do we, you know, continue to have success in this running game with Acorn? How You know, because to me, that is what is going to make or break our season. And I need to know what well, you and everybody else thinks about that. Because
2: that's what's on
0: All my right.
3: mind. That's what's keeping me up,
2: you know? I got you. So before I get into my rebuttal and conversation for the, the answer, I want to definitely let us know. We have a new caller um not new to life with me but new on the show aka the brother lefty nice man and first and foremost thank you for taking the time to be with us today brother and um this brother comes with much information much knowledge man and um we going we got a goodie here so uh we welcome in lefty nice what's going on brother talk to us we're you know, New to you know, York peace, football peace. Right now. peace
4: peace what's good amen salute man thank you for having me on the show um, it, it's the first time, but it won't be the last time. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's an occasion that I'm calling in for. So, you know, everything works in its own time. Um, the New York giants salute to your, to, to your team. Y'all have a bye this week coming up, but after your bye, you know, who you run into, right? Yeah, we know. Yeah. Okay. So, I, <laughs> so I just wanted to say that I just wanted to call in <laughs> yeah and, We um, know. And, and get a bye. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and buck nation is definitely in the building. Um, Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get a vibe, man. I like I, I like what y'all, y'all have been doing so far, man. You've been playing much better the past few weeks. Um, I still don't think it's it's not too late to make a run for the simple fact that there's an extra game thrown on this season, so you still can slide up in there if you handle your business. Um, you know, salute to Jabril, man. I'm sorry to hear about that, about Jabril, man. Um, but I think, you know, a, a, lot of, a lot of things can happen. Daniel Jones has been playing better. I got to give it to you. I give it to you. Daniel Jones has been doing his thing. Um, You guys could have won a couple of those games, but we're not going to talk about that, man. Um, It is what it is. Three and six is what it is. Um, What do do you guys see that needs to be improved on, if you haven't talked about it already, in regards to um, the Giants and and coming off of this bye? What what do you want to see, you know, in in the next game coming up? And I'm not going to mention who they're playing. (laughs) Right. No, no, we're, we're going to mention who they're playing most definitely, yeah, no and doubt, no doubt. No doubt. We got you to do that.
2: See, see, Lefty so. didn't come on here to be nice. You like how I did? Uh, <laughs> you
5: know
2: what I'm saying? He, he said, didn't come,
3: come
5: on here to he be, be nice, but it's okay. it's okay.
3: It's okay. team. I had to figure he was coming from down south. You know what I'm saying? But that's okay. You know, we we can address that for sure. You know, oh, we absolutely going
2: he, to. I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna address your question right I'll do the whole theory of
3: real good for you, Lefty. So don't go nowhere. I'm here, I'm
4: here, baby. I'm here for the get down. Let's
2: get it. All right. So, OG, I want to address um, your question first, and then I want to address Lefty's question, which actually ties in to what OG just asked. Now, coming off the bye week, I spoke about this, Lefty. Football is played in mm-hmm. quarters. You look at it as four games, four games, mm-hmm. four games, regardless of the extra game added. So, mm-hmm. in the last four games, we have to take a look at our defense much improved, much aligned, much more disciplined, because we lost a lot of the games that we were playing in the last four weeks due to disciplinary, undisciplined football. Penalties Absolutely. that cost us first down, penalties that cost Absolutely. us chunk yards, penalties that would have kept us on drives and not given the ball back to high-powered offenses because we didn't have and that. Right.
4: Not giving, not giving uh, a team second chances to kick field goals. A or, yeah, right, or, right, a
5: absolutely. or a chance <laughs> to get their
2: second win because the offensive
5: coordinators right. are too good right.
2: for you to keep doing that, you know? Right. So he mm-hmm. mentioned Saquon Barkley. Now, in the, in the first quarter, Saquon Barkley was coming along, meaning that he started to get his psychological, mental, and physical mind right back, where we used him, Mm -hmm. we actually won a game overtime with a beautiful Mm -hmm. pass Mm -hmm. to him and um, Mm -hmm. walked off the field in victory. Unfortunately, the next game, when we were playing, driving the ball, we were driving the ball against the Dallas Cowboys, the fluke accident of a a defensive player walking by, him stepping on his foot, turning his ankle, high ankle Mm -hmm. Mm sprain. Now, we may look at it as, oh man, these things you just can't calculate, but it has been a problem. Young man has not been Mm -hmm. able to stay healthy. He's in a lucrative contract year and
0: his Mm -hmm. value
2: has to go up in order for us to want to do something and restructure and work and move forward. So to OG's question, he has to drive his foot into the ground. He has to grind for those extra yards because it will look bad on his behalf that Devin Booker is just coming off an over a hundred yard game due to an undisciplined penalty that brought him under 100 yards with a a patchwork offensive line. We're not talking about five starters. We're talking about eight different starters for eight different weeks. So for him to have a game like he had, which I'll talk about Devin Booker later in the show, but he has to come in, OG, you're absolutely right. There will be no excuses. Three yards a clip is not going to get it. Under the NFL average is not going to get it. Not running the ball, especially against the opponent that we have coming up, is not going to get it, and he has to be a major staple moving forward for the second half of the season. Barring he stays healthy, he has to put his stamp on this game. I'm not saying that he's going to get the huge contract, but if we wean a two-year deal with laced incentives, I'm okay with that. Now, you know
3: what, man? My, my, Wait, my no goal, before I leave, I'm going to say this real quick before you leave that. My goal is not to be going out of my way to be giving no running back, no contract. When there's too many coming out in the draft, young, fresh legs, period, I am not going out of my way to give Saquon and no other running back. Definitely not. I don't want to pay him. I do I well, want to pay know, him. You, you know we buy him. I don't want to pay know. him. You know we buy him. So I got it. I got it. We <laughs> know you don't
2: want to pay him. him. We know you don't want to
3: pay him, right?
2: <laughs> we know that. So, Lefty, nice. Um, there's three things that we have to do, brother. In order for us, and I want you to tell us exactly how your team is doing because don't act like it ain't no problems over down there in Tampa. I want to talk oh, about your secondary. Oh, you do into it. I keep it so green. I keep, keep, it. It, yeah, so green. I keep it.
6: it so green. It's all good.
2: Okay. So I have a couple of things I'm going to address that you said what can we do to turn it around? Like I said, mm-hmm. we all agree. Football is played in quarters, right? Mm-hmm. For the last four games, the defense has stepped up. The offense has been repetitive but also missing all its weapons. In order for us to win games, to be competitive, and to show something different, those offensive plays have to be changed. You have too much of the same offensive film on tape for defensive coordinators to adjust and adapt to. That's why these big quarterbacks have been losing these games, and I was mentioning that a little earlier before you called this. Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson has not looked the same in the last quarter, which is last four games, as they did in the beginning of the season because DCS have been able to look at these guys on tape look at their film, and deal with them accordingly. Now, offensively for us, we have to let a lot of those plays go because we are about to be healthy for the first time. Thank you, Jesus, Buddha, and Allah against your (laughs) team. Because there's no way that we could have played the Tampa Bay Bucks with the team that we have right now offensively, and could have done any real major damage. So now we get our left tackle back, most important, running back back, most important, and all three of our wide receivers back, healthy, coming into the Tampa Bay game. So I'm going to clear the floor for you, Lefty, and you let us know, first of all, the state of your team. I hope I answered your question the way you needed it to for us making adjustments and being competitive against you and we want to hear what you got to say, of course, about your Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Bucks. And also I want to hear about your secondary and your adjustment coming off this game.
4: No doubt. And I like, I like how you threw that jab in there. You knew that's where I was going. Um, yeah, you know. Listen, man, I've been a Buccaneers fan since day one, literally. So when people come at me and say, well, yo, you want a bandwagon? I have to break it down to so them. I've been a fan since 1976, and I have to be a mask. Wow. Um, Listen, man. As far as the current the current edition of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is concerned, man, to me, it's you know it's the same thing, man. You know we you know our offense is what it is, but you know they put a lot of you know emphasis on what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense does. Um, by no stretch of nobody's imagination is this defense comparable to a Super Bowl champion from 2003. Okay, and it's our secondary. You could talk about our line all day, give them props. Our linebackers are the truth. We already know that. But we go through secondaries like, you know, cast cast member changes. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, the guys, you know, Vernon Hargraves and, 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 and Chris Conti, you know what I mean, that type of thing like that. Now we're in a situation where you got, you know, the kid, you know, Winfield III, you know, uh, uh, and, and my favorite my favorite victim, Jamel Dean who is, is, I call him Toasteroni, because my man is, in every play that that is there's a, a big chunk of yardage play against my secondary, Jamel Dean is in the picture. He's somewhere getting twisted around, getting burnt. You know what I mean? So it's our secondary. Real, if our secondary is to give up the big and we play be, undisciplined
2: <laughs> football as well. Real Sad quick. Bad time. Go ahead. Lauren's I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's good. It's good. It's good. I want you to stay on Jamel Dean. Just real quick. Mm-hmm. Or an injury? Will he be starting against the Giants? Um, I hope. I, I, listen, I hope not, <laughs> because
4: again, Jamel Dean, Jamel Dean, Yo, listen, I, yo, listen, man. Jamel Dean is like um, the dude that I, I I I love to get at on Twitter because I, I I keep it so green, man. I get at these dudes on Twitter like, yo, man, what is wrong with you? What's the matter with you? Every play, plays that don't even have nothing to do with you, you in. And getting toasted, you know what I mean. But I think hopefully, you know, barring injury, um, he probably will, and 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 that's going to be a you know a, a issue in a situation dealing with you know what the Giants have coming, like you said, with your three wide receivers coming back. So it's going to be definitely some some plays out there to be made. And I'm gonna keep it green with you, like I said, some plays out there to be made for the Giants um, against my secondary. I'm not mad at six and two. I'm not mad at that. And, and I also talked about on my show how, from the beginning of the season, I thought
6: complacency
4: had kind of creeped in. You know what I mean? Because a lot of these guys wasn't used to, you know, they got they got their rings early in the game. Let's keep it real, E. They got their rings early in the game. You know what I mean? A couple of veterans, you know, Pierre Paul, but he's been there before, done that before. You know what I mean? But a lot of these guys, now they got their ring. Now they go relax and chill. And, it's, and you can kind of tell. Look at Leonard Fournette. You know what I mean? He makes some big plays and things of that nature. But no, it'll be that time in the game where he fumbles the football or he acts like he he has he, he can't catch the ball. So it's those situations, man. And Jamel Dean is one of my favorite dudes to get on because he's always, always, always getting posted. Always. But well, see, you got you know Brady. Know I mean? Brady ain't letting nobody
3: relax, though, bro. You I
4: mean, too too you know what? I you brought Brady Stop, up from the dope segue. That's a dope segue because Brady looked, Brady looked his age against New Orleans.
5: <clears throat>
4: and, I, and I know people don't want to talk about that, but I'm a Buccaneers fan, and I have cachet, so I'm going to talk about it. Brady looked his age against New Orleans. Those interceptions weren't interceptions thrown by, you know, quarterbacks who were supposed to know what the hell they're doing who got seven Super Bowl rings against New Orleans, okay? Um, New Orleans has been a thorn in our side for the past few years. Now I get it. I understand that.
1: But
4: a I, I, I suspect 6-2 is where my team is at. Now, going into this game, the Giants coming off their bye week against my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, you know, in Tampa on a Monday night. You know, the whole world is going to be watching and all of that. I think that, you know, especially, you know, the last couple of times that we played the Giants have been really, you know, down to the down to the last second nail biters. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? So I'm expecting a, a, a great game. But I, I I don't think my Buccaneers have played a decent full all out game since the Super Bowl. If I'm, I'm gonna keep agreeing with you, I don't think they played mm-hmm. an all out a, a, a total game since the Super Bowl. And um, again, man, you know, going into the Washington game, they played they played the Washington football team this weekend. Um, you know, they gave us a close call in the playoffs last year. We came out there with a win. Um, their defense hasn't been up to snuff. I, you know, I had them as my fantasy defense. Man, I'm looking real crazy right now out there. watching the defense letting me we down. Going, We're going, we oh, gonna, we gonna,
6: we gonna get into that too, brother. We're gonna get into yeah, so listen, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gonna
4: get into that I'm too. with you. I'm with you, my guy. I got a few minutes. I'm with you. But um, to, to answer your question in regards to, to, to what's going on, you know, coming down um, on uh, November 22nd, man, the Giants, you know, go coming down to Tampa Bay to see my Buccaneers on a Monday night. I think the Giants are, are going to be a, a better team that we've seen because coming off a of bye, they got nothing to do but improve. Um, I think that my Buccaneers, man, we've been kind of, you know, going in cruise control. I'm going to keep it so thorough with you. They've been going in cruise control. I'm not jumping out the window saying we're the greatest thing since sliced bread. But here's the other thing I want you to, and I know you notice it, E, because we come from the same mental when it's the sports thing. We notice it all. We don't miss nothing. They're not talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like they were before the season started, huh? You notice no, that? No,
2: because, it, again, again, that second quarter of the season, everybody starts right. that good go, that beginning, with right. everybody coming out fresh, crisp, you know what I'm saying, barring injuries, you got your whole team playing against some teams who suffered a couple of injuries, preseason, offseason, you know what I mean, mini camps, training camps. <laughs> but then right. when they get players back, when defensive coordinators got enough tape on you, and it actually works out for them. That's the difference between all the things that's taken place. So let me say this to you. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. and the New York football giants comes down to two people. We're gonna remove Bruce Arians and we're gonna remove Joe Judge. This game will come right. down to Todd Bowles versus Jason Garrett. Let's get that out there. And,
1: and, and on paper, paper that's it's gonna news. come down.
4: Because we know, because cause you talked about it earlier. There's there's no there's no diversity. There's no no surprise within the Giants' offense. So exactly. you know we, we we and we know what Ty Bowles is going to bring to the table, and he has the he exactly. has the horses to do it. You know what I mean? So I think that what the Giants have to do is what, it, my man, what my what my, what my man the what my man to just say. You got to diversify your bonds. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you got you got you got to come up with a little something. Don't just come at us with the plain Jane. But I think that um, we should be, you know, as a Tampa Bay defense. I think that Bowles is definitely going to be on point for that. To watch out for something different, anything to be on point. Don't, don't, don't sleep, because again, you know, Jason Garrett's been known to have pedestrian offenses. But at the end of the day, I think that with, like you said, with you know the the, the availability of Saquon Barkley, you have another cog in the wheel that you could use, and we'll see how Jason Garrett uses Saquon and see right. how my and defense that, responds. And
2: that's to. the thing. Jason Garrett has to do what most people should be doing at this part of the year, taking the scissors, cutting the bottom half of that playbook off, flipping it around, mm. and getting a whole mm-hmm. new scheme implemented. Mm-hmm. Because this is the mm-hmm. time where you lose crucial games that take you out of playoff races. And if we're going to make a push at all, these next four games is the time. We go 3-1 and one in these next four games. We'll be 6-7. and seven. That's enough to at least get our minds and the light bulbs for Giants fans to turn on. Because right now, it's dim city out here, bro. And I know you understand what I'm talking about. 914-205-5796 is the number to call in. Before you get into that, Lefty Nice, I want to introduce our other co-host on the show, Nacho in the Box with Cheese. What's going on, brother? Welcome to uh, East Style Fridays. You already know what time it is. Hello, gentlemen. How you doing? Um,
3: What's up, Nacho? What it is?
2: What's going on? what's up, OG, Steve? How you doing? As you heard, Um, we have a new caller with us, Nacho, by the brother by the name of Lefty Nice, who's on here talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks. And uh, you know. Peace. 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 Um,
7: Insanity, either chosen one? Is that what we're on right now? Yep. You know
2: it. You know it insanity, brother. The um, first step to recovery yeah.
7: is admitting. Yeah, I, I do. I, – That's going to be a tough one. Um, but yeah, they got a they got the they got the Washington Redskins, uh, formerly known as Redskins, coming up here. Um, so we'll see them demolish them and then take on a New York Giants team coming off a by So we'll have to see with them. But as of right now, they they've got what it seems to be the front runner MVP. Because he hasn't missed any games, and that's Tom Brady. So uh, once uh, once they get back on the field, we'll have to see. But I mean, shit, these last two weeks, I, I couldn't imagine how many survival polls had to restart after these last two weeks. Um, <laughs> uh, so I-, I just, man, I'm just, I'm pretty excited to see uh, what Tom Brady can do off the bye week. The interesting thing to me about this whole situation is we see how. Uh, that team goes, and it goes offensively with Gronkowski, and he's out. Um, you also are missing AB this week, so uh, the sooner those two can get healthy, I think the more uh, popularity and, and, and Vegas will be on the Buccaneers a little bit more uh, than they are right now. But yeah, it's just was it like, look, man, they're a good team. They've lost a couple. Um, they they are reeling really from that Saints loss. Let's let's not get it twisted. Uh, was a two-point loss, a division rival with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. Um, if, if Tom Brady doesn't want to go out there and, first of all, revenge game that Tyler Heneke game last year in the playoffs where they didn't look like a Super Bowl champion, they looked very mediocre offensively and barely
5: squeezed mm-hmm. out. So, mm-hmm.
7: um, I, I would very much like to see what Tom Brady has in store for this Washington team, especially the defense. So that supposed to be good. They're definitely not right. good. Um, right. And, and and we're, we're just going to have to see, but it looks like, you know, Tom Brady is going to be Tom Brady. The Bucs team is going to go as the Bucs go and we'll have to see what they have to do in the playoffs. But like I said, man, without Gronkowski and even to a certain extent AB and I know people are like Goodwin, but Evans. Yeah. But those two guys, they seem to be defensively uh, on a more or less uh, on a more, more basis being covered and AB is that guy that they're kind of leaving open for some dumb reason. Uh, and he's been able to get wide open, and, and Brady's been connecting with So, And then, of course, if you have the security blanket like Gronkowski, I mean, you look what happened when he didn't have it in, in New England. You know, they missed the playoffs and he leaves. The first thing he does when he gets to Tampa Bay is, you better call Gronkowski. So I think that that, that, that really sets the mold for how that offense and how they want to do things. And as soon as he gets back, I think we'll see a different buck scene. But that's right now. Brady's on a mission, I think. Two point loss to the Saints by week, and then you got a team coming in that didn't embarrass you, but didn't didn't make you look good, or you didn't look good playing them last year in the playoffs. So that's gonna be a good one to see. And then of course you got last night where we'll talk about that. And um,
2: so could
7: I could I respond to the homie? Can I respond to
4: the homie right
2: quick? Absolutely, brother. Absolutely.
4: Um. I think when you talk about, you know, because I'm a Buccaneers fan and I'm a Buccaneers, you know, supporter. Um, when you talk about, you know, what the Bucks are doing, Gronkowski is an important part of it, of course. But I think that, you know, um, you can't, you know, ignore or forget the 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 growth. I think of OJ Howard and Cameron Brake. I think they're they're becoming a little bit more, um, you know, uh, um, part of the offense that they can contribute a little bit more. And I think that, you know, of course, Gronkowski is that, that dude and that guy. I'm not taking nothing away from him. Um, but, again, at the end of the day, you know, O.J. Howard was drafted to be that guy before we got Gronkowski. You know what I mean? So, I think his responsibility now is to step up. Uh, Brady's been looking for him a little bit more. He's been touching the ball a little bit more. Um, and I think the same thing with Cameron Bray. So, we have people that can, you know, fill in that spot. But as far as, you know, the, the comfortability factor, I get it. Gronkowski, I get it. He's going to be out there. He's that veteran guy. Um, and I think that, you know, when you talk about with the Buccaneers, you know, in, in New Orleans, they've been throwing about, and you know, so I said it earlier the past, you know, few years, um, Trevor Simeon, you know what I mean, uh, anybody, you know, whatever you're going to throw back there that could beat my Buccaneers in New Orleans, okay? Because remember last year when we lost 38-3 to to New Orleans, that was the impetus game for us when we turned to the Rams. So again, hopefully, you know this game coming up against you know the Washington football team, we could find our stride again. We put, you know they played us close. Uh, we played back to their level. You know what I mean? No disrespect to to, to Chase and all those guys, but you know, te, uh, te, uh, you know Heineke, come on, yo, we're not drinking beer. We playing football here. You know what I mean? And we walked away with a squeaker, which shouldn't have been that hard. And I get it, but um, my Buccaneers are going to do what we do, man. I'm not mad at sixty two at all. Um, we could be better. We should have lost against Dallas, okay, opening night, um, you know, and, and a couple of other those games. And like I said, we haven't played a total game all year long. So, again, I, I'm looking forward to us, you know, kind of you know, um, thinking about what happened in Washington last year and kind of letting the Redskins get caught you know, on card itself, letting the Washington football team know that um, this is the Tampa Bay Buccaneer team that you should have saw last year in the playoffs that you did. And the Washington football team's defense is not up to snuff this year. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at us going in there and making some noise. We'll
7: leave the conversation at this. I think Gronk, not only what he does offensively, but what he does to the defenses, I think, is the reason why I bring it up so much. As much as O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray are starting to be those men, defenses do
2: not respect them as much as they do Gronkowski. And that's why okay. I'm not. okay, I got you. Yes, sir. All, All right, right. Uh, OG, we'll go over to you, brother. I know you've heard some great information, great intellectual analysis from these guys. So we'll leave it over to you, brother. Tell us what you're thinking, what you're feeling, this game against the Bucks, what you're trying to see. And then we're going to talk about last night's game, because I want to hear everybody's thoughts on that. And then we're going to get into the cool portion of some fantasy thoughts, man, because it's definitely on and popping right now. I need information. I'm five and four in some league. I'm looking. I need, I'm on the cusp, baby. So we're gonna talk about that too. But um OG, the floor is yours.
3: I mean, we already we already know the blueprint to uh if you're gonna have a chance against Brady. You know, we already know what that is and uh it's it's time to unleash. You know, Roche, big cat, you know what I'm saying? He's coming out, uh, we got to shut down on, on that. We gotta an answer for a tight end now. A tight end is coming through us like that. You know, I don't give a damn if, if you if you can who you is, we got that so I kind of like the way we match up at this point. You know, as long, as long as we stay true to our fundamentals and you know keep things in front of us and tackle and make them earn everything that they get, I like our chances at this point. So sooner or later, teams are going to have to start dealing with our offense. But I already like what our defense can do. So, yeah, I mean, like your man said, you know, Tom Brady is, you know, in his damn man late in 40s. So, uh, I think we know what to do at this point. So, it's just a matter of doing it? I think we can and we will, to be honest with you. So, I can't wait, <laughs> I to <mean, laughs> be honest with you. But there ain't, no, there ain't no get right on us. I can promise you that shit. You know I mean? They ain't saying we're going to beat them, but you damn sure going to earn it. We ain't no rollover type team. And it definitely ain't the one to, you know, to get you to feel good about yourself when you leave. So, you better hope the Redskins don't, you know, beat them up real bad because, I know they ain't done nothing, but they do got some players, and they're all physical. So. Uh, but as far as what we do, I'm just staying focused on uh, one game at a time, and I, I like the matchup. So I look forward to it, man. I mean, you know, only problem about us beating them is is people going to realize we real. Right now we under the radar. I don't even want to be above the radar, but uh, they're going to get what's coming to us. I'm pretty sure
2: about that. <laughs> Uh, we th- okay, it's heating up. So left, you know what that means, right? You know what that means. You you hear the spice star I, know, man. Uh, I gotta I get some. Time,
4: some I, gotta I, get, get, I gotta get. I gotta get some air freshener. It's a whole lot of. Yeah, it's a whole yeah, lot of. I gotta get, get some air freshener. This is, okay,
0: okay, this is what we do. Okay. We
5: do
4: that, man. Break out the Febreze,
3: baby.
5: No, check you this out. Listen. Check
4: this out. Hey, hey, listen. You know, I. You know, listen. I, I came with the. I'm with the shits. I came with the shits. So I'm with the shits. And, and and with my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, after we bust the Giants' ass, I will definitely call back in to the Shakedown show and, and gloat because I'm good at that. I could you know, take it as well, dish it out. So I'm going to call back after the game, you know what I mean, so we can chop it up and talk about it, win or lose. But that's more going to be specifically on a win okay. basis. Yeah. OG, I'm not mad if you're standing up for your team. That's, that's what you're supposed to do. Salute, my guy. Salute. That's what you're supposed oh, to you do. Oh,
3: you know. No doubt, fam. You
4: know what I mean? Yeah, but tell, man, I, hey. Just, but tell, but tell your men to be a little bit more disciplined on the field goals. Right? You know what I mean? Uh, that's how you can be. We're going to be jumping off sides and all that. You know what I mean? But
3: we're going to be going for two. Matter of fact, when we score, we're going to be going for two, so watch out. <laughs> penny. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be chitty, chitty, baby. We're going to show you what a penny do, baby. You know what I'm saying? No doubt.
5: So, no like doubt. That. Hey
4: yo, hey yo, man, E, man, I got to run OG, man, you. To go Definitely, man. Nice talking to y'all, man. And this, it won't be the last time, man. You so, too, man. Julian,
2: gonna be I high, high, appreciate bro. the vibe. Shout mm-hmm. out, lefty Nice, man, from BK. We love you, brother. Please call in again, man. It was a pleasure hearing your voice, man. Thank you for the support, brother. We will talk soon, man. Lefty Nice, BK. Absolutely. M-Y. You know what time it Absolutely. is. Peace. Peace. Peace.
3: Now, Joe.
2: So, uh, let's get into it, fellas. Last night, an upset game in the league. Yeah. Again, one that I one that I paid huh. attention to from kickoff. Oh to the final whistle. I want to go Nacho. Yeah. OG. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. So, Nacho, last night's game, tell us what you saw, tell us what you feel, and tell us what you've been talking about. And I'll let the people hear from you. I know what you've been saying. Let's get into it, brother. Last night's game.
7: Floor's yours. So, before um, I get into the X's and O's of the game and why I believe the Miami Dolphins won. I'm not going to negate the fact that the Baltimore Ravens, just like the Miami Dolphins, had a game last week. However, the Baltimore Ravens had a pretty tough game, winning the overtime. I think took almost all of overtime uh, to win that game. Uh, So I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, they weren't tired. Let's be realistic here. It's three days uh, from playing that game, tough game. And let's not act like the Miami Dolphins pose that serious of a threat. It's not a Tennessee Titans, a Kansas City Chiefs, shit. it's not even the Bengals or the Browns in their own division. So I think you can mix a little bit of tiredness with a little bit of looking over, uh, looking for that 10-day break about to come up, uh, and thinking, you know, this team hasn't really produced um, and things of that nature. Now let's get into the game. um, I think to me the biggest part is – the game plan was set a few years ago by the then San Diego Chargers, now Los Angeles Chargers, um, when they sent zero pressure and had the cornerbacks to negate the wide receivers that were on the Baltimore Ravens. They did it in the, in the regular season, and then in a, in a, in a few weeks later, they did it to them in the playoffs. Um, that's the blueprint, and that's how you beat the Baltimore Ravens. Um, the The problem with that is there's not very many teams that have the cornerbacks that have the speed and the wherewithal to keep up with is Lamar Jackson, not throwing it, of course, running the football. Um, so it's very hard for teams to just say we're going to cover zero, we're going we're gonna to have trust in our corners and our safeties, and we're going to bring a corner on top of that uh, and then really have trust in those guys uh, and trust that that one corner is going to be able to keep up uh, with Lamar and it's just, it's just not the case. Uh, you're just not going to be able to do that time and time again. Um, but if you have an upper echelon defense, something that you might face in the playoffs, uh, you're going to have the opportunity to zero blitz, um, cause he's not going to be have, he's not going to have the wherewithal like a, like a good quarterback would to check to a play, to check, 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 do something else because there's a lot of relying on the basic skill set that is his that is astronomically better than anybody else that's ever played football, running the football's basic instinct, or basic assets. So, to me, that's what it came down to. Again, we, we watched the Baltimore Ravens continue to put out stellar defenses and stellar run games and not be able to consistently throw the football. Now, against bad teams and against bad defenses, Lamar Jackson and the boys gonna put up the points and he's gonna have the cool comments about not being a running back and being a quarterback. But when it gets tough, nitty and gritty and defenses are able to cover your let's not let's not, you know, make excuses, but let's not be dumb here. They have a very, very well below average wide receiving court. So you don't need to basically put a lot of emphasis on guarding their wide receivers with your corners and your safeties. You can do that thing. But, again, like I said, his ability to run with the football is that so much that it takes away that. And unless you have the trust and you have the skill players, you're not going to see that. Last night, Miami does that. They have the players. Now, that defensive line played a lot better than I have seen them play all year. They played up to the last year's standards, I thought. Um, Their ability to know that they weren't going to get to the quarterback, so let's spread our arms and legs out. Let's try to get some blocks here. Uh, on the football or getting the the obstructing view of the quarterback so he can't make an accurate throw um was a lot a lot going on yesterday and of course when you can't throw accurately to begin with you have those problems it's going to make it a lot harder for you to throw the football hence a lot of footballs in the dirt a lot of footballs overthrown a lot of footballs short so um that's exactly what happened yesterday and um i'm sure a lot of people uh like they saw all year um, from a quote-unquote MVP candidate, um, we're going to stink it up for three-and-a-half quarters, and then the fourth quarter and the end of the eight minutes, we're going to come back and we're going to put it all together and score 14, 17 points and make a comeback and win. I'm sure a lot of people at home thought that was going to be the case, um, but it just wasn't. Um, you, you don't have that ability to do that every single time. They've been doing it all year. It's been paying off for them. It bit them in the ass last night. Couple that with the fact that I think that they have, like I said, the tiredness, and then the little bit of looking ahead to that ten-day vacation and what's coming next, um, and you know you get a you get a double-digit loss at home on a Thursday night. So, or I, I'm sorry, that was in Miami, wasn't it? But anyways, yeah. So it it's, it it is a lot to do about the team and the way that the Miami Dolphins defense played. And, 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 and very little to do with whatever Miami tried to do on offense. And that's what I think the big takeaway is. Brian Flores is back to call the defense. And the big takeaway there is that they were able to do what they wanted to do at all times of the night on defense. And there was no offensive at all anything from the Ravens. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from last night. Um, and then, uh, last thing, and then we'll move on. Um, all I want to know is just a question. Um, and it could be to anyone or rhetorical, however you want to take it. If you are available to start the second half, why are you not available to start the game? I don't know, but that's a huge question. Other than that, man, that's a fuck. And I need to know how many people's survivor pools restarted because these last few weeks have been atrocious. I'm very sure for those survivor pools.
3: I don't know, but I I felt like, you know, the uh, surprise of the game, you know, for me personally was – was the running game and uh of the uh the dolphins, I mean, you know, I didn't expect much with you know with just kind can't even know, tongue, whatever is on uh, out Not, uh, yeah, you know him, but then you know but when he came in uh, late in the game you know, that he wasn't able to start for whatever reason. I don't even know. I I can't speculate on that one, bro. But I'll tell you this. He didn't do a lot, but he did make the throws he needed to make. And uh, the running game, man, and uh, they moved the ball, and the the defense got in the ball, but their running game and their special teams got it done. And uh, so it was a thorough-ass beatdown. I can't just say it was strictly defense. You know, because Miami's offense did what they needed to do to win the game. So, um, you know, they didn't just get the ball back and not do anything with it. So I I was I was I was happy 'cause I I got a bunch of Ravens fans around me, especially at work, you know, just calm them down a little bit. I hope Shakes is okay and you know, everybody's okay, you know, and tomorrow will be all right and the Ravens will be okay. But yeah, they, uh, they got taken behind the woods and as old John Madden would say. So, I enjoyed it.
7: So, OG, Steve, I got a question. When you say that the Ravens will be okay, you mean the regular season, right? Because they're definitely not okay for the playoffs.
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, the thing is this. To get to the playoffs, they'll make the playoffs. You know, I mean, it's yes, just, yes, you know, yes, whether they're one and done. What's up? Yeah, they probably, you I, know, they can probably be one and done. You know, I... Uh, the thing is this, I mean, everybody might think they have the blueprint, but I, I trust the coaching. You know, I trust the coaching. I trust Harbaugh. I don't think he's just going to, you know, continue to do the same thing if he thinks that people got to beat on what they're doing. And I think Lamar can uh, adjust. So, uh, you know, I mean, it, it looks bad now, but, I, I, I I'm, you know, I do kind of believe in the kid, though. So I'm not going to be like, oh, they, they got the blueprint, he's done. I'm not one of those people. I'm like, uh-oh. You know, they're going to make this kid work a little harder and do something different. That's all. Coaches going to have to step up, but I do believe their coaching will do something different, unlike ours. (laughs) So, I'm ready, you know. But, yeah, man, that's, you know, only time will tell. All
5: right. All right.
2: Thank you, fellas. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Um, Last night, I'll go into two things that I saw, which it's been something that Nacho, has been preaching about for the last two years. Now, him and Shakespeare normally get into it. I'm just absolutely going to be honest about it because I do see it all the time. And we talk about the ability to win games or not lose games with a quarterback that's that high-praised in that position. And last night, you just knew it was over once the Miami Dolphins scored that last touchdown. Now, barring time or whatever the case may be, you had time to do what you needed to do to make adjustments within the game, and it wasn't like you didn't have the opportunities. So my premise to this conversation is I see a lot of blown, missed opportunities by a former MVP whom I'm starting to think, wait a minute, is this just that D.C. is around the league which as we notice is a copycat league, have learned, or is he not being able to elevate his play due to what's going on overall with him? Is this an individual thing, or is this actually just teams coming in being better than him? The man has deficiencies. I love Lamar Jackson. That's my nephew. I will not disrespect anything, but deficiencies, teams are able to play off of them, and last night again, as we talk about when it comes to certain quarterbacks in this league, deficiencies is something that you have to try to work on in the offseason. And when it comes to Lamar Jackson, I'm going to say this: if anybody wants to debate, save it for next week.
3: Mm-hmm. He has
2: not worked on the deficiencies. You wrong. You wrong. you wrong.
3: You wrong. You wrong. You I'm wrong. I'm going to I can't talk about to do that. it.
2: It's from it's from what I've seen. He has horrible plays in the last quarter of the season, barring that they beat the Chargers. He has not played up to his potential whatsoever, and it has been seen. So I'm only going to go up what I've seen. And this is 30 days of watching and paying attention. I got some
3: questions for you out there, but, oh, my God, I got to get on this real quick. You know, and you know, this what, is in the playoffs. of, of – of you know of Daniel Jones, man, you got you got nerve to come
5: from that. No, I'm like only that, I'm only talking about last night. No, game.
3: the thing is this: I don't really I see it game. A, a game plan thing. I do not see any one thing that he can prepare for or adjust It was a game plan thing, was what I see. You know, maybe other teams are going to come in and try it, but I think that the coach will have something different. And I'll leave that alone because I definitely want to talk to some fantasy, but I also want to wonder what Nacho was thinking about, with Aaron, you know, with Aaron, uh, with Aaron Rodgers. That's what I want to talk about, Aaron Rodgers, but I don't right. know what so Nacho wants to let talk let me, about his team, sure. so I want to make sure he stays in this Friday thing. But, but yeah, Nacho, please speak on that too because you know he's wrong for talking about that man like that. that man
2: no, no no, I'm not. You know. no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not, brother. And believe yeah, I'm honestly. gonna finish out my little soliloquy, okay, and then we man, can get yeah. to that
3: uh, I'm just, I'm just my, my sentiment on that is, whether you the wrong, I kind of just think that it's more of a game plan thing, and that the Jetsman wasn't really make the game plan. I don't think they were expecting to get blitz all night, so that's my thing.
0: Okay, I think now I can go along.
2: Listen, game plan is a game plan is understandable. That's what allows deficiencies to be seen. Game plan. When you rush Daniel Jones and you blitz him, the deficiency is. Hopefully he won't put the ball on the ground, right? That's his deficiency. Some people might look at it in other areas. I'm going to look at it in the three areas that I've seen Lamar Jackson deficient in, and we're going to talk about him being on mm. way bigger stages mm. than any of the quarterbacks that I could name in Giants in the last 10 years. Okay? In the playoff games, he's throwing interceptions in the end zone. He's putting the ball on the ground. He's... Errant on his throws with drives, he's missing wide receivers downfield. The so these are things that we've seen already. These are historical things that are on tape from a former MVP. So game plans you may go to. Well, let me ask you this. Let show. me just ask you this. You do doing a
3: lot of talking about this, man. Is, he is, he, is Danny Jones better than Jamal Jackson? I don't know right now.
2: That's how I say. it. I don't, get I don't know, right. out of
3: here, man.
5: I don't, I don't know right now. That's my that's my answer.
2: You asked me a question, brother. I'm just
0: yeah, answering no, your question. I, right really I don't know right now. I don't know right now. Come on, now. man. I
3: know y'all co host this come on man. Come on. No Stop but it. We, what are we doing we, we here unbiased, today?
2: Co-host. We unbiased. I'm unbiased. I okay. don't
3: know right well, now. Well I need a third party. I need a third, maybe a fourth or fifth or sixth party. Cause not guys, sure. You wanna you wanna answer
2: that question for the right president? Now? You wanna answer that question?
7: I mean, there's a whole lot to unravel there. Just just real quickly, I guess I could say um, he makes some very valid points about the deficiencies of Lamar Jackson's resume when it comes to big moments
5: and mm-hmm. the fact that he
7: doesn't have those things going on. I don't believe that there is even a question that Daniel Jones or, or, or Lamar, Lamar is definitely the better quarterback, but my, the biggest thing I think about Lamar Jackson is that we all know, it, we all know the game plan. It's been set out, like I said, since the Chargers. Bengals did it week three. Chargers did it when he first came in the league. So, if when you're getting that stuff done to you when you're a rookie, and now after MVP season into your third or fourth year, they're still able to do that to you. I just I don't know, you know, what more else people need to see. And then the second thing I have is, is if you trust John Harbaugh to figure it out. But last night, the reason is because John Harbaugh's game plan didn't work. I need to know what, like, what what it is. Because if his game plan doesn't work, then how do you trust his game plan to work in the future? And then, like, you know, so I'm just I'm just confused at that point. So other than well, that, mean me really listen, think man, that, let
3: me address that real quick before you get off of that. Because I mean, the thing is this. I didn't I didn't suggest it was any anything else. And let me just give you a point. I just figured the man they didn't make enough game plan, no one would expect them to continue to to you know, to uh to rush like that all night. So what the game plan is, I mean I, I like well whether I trust him is really my, my biggest point. My biggest point is this, but E specifically is like for some a quarterback that I believe is way better than is why we spending so much time critiquing him? especially when it comes to negative things when we can really – when he don't want to talk about nothing negative when it comes to Daniel Jones. That's my biggest That's thing. not true. I, everybody I, knows that. Everybody knows that. I talk about whatever. I have no with that. That's true. I talk negative. I ain't saying that you can't and that you're that you wrong. But I'm just trying to figure out, you know, when you do that and you don't want to talk about the, you know, the negative of Daniel Jones, it's just, you know –
2: let me let me let me, quick. Quick. let me let me answer hey, real that real quick. Let me let me let me answer that real quick. I'll just Can I just say
7: something real quick? D? Sorry, I don't mean I don't like to do this, but uh, I'm gonna forget if I don't say it.
2: Okay. I'll
7: just say this. Level of expectation. That's all I'll say. I'll get out your way.
2: And, and 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 here we go, Nacho, with that. I know my quarterback is not Lamar Jackson, the MVP, the heralded Lamar Jackson. Somebody that I love that I wish we could have had, right? But I've watched a lot of deficiencies take place in big moments that my quarterback has nowhere near had yet. And these big moments make or break the level of understanding and expectancy mm-hmm. of a quarterback in this league. So I have more to critique than my own quarterback. If you have a level uh-huh. of expectancy for Daniel Jones, you have a he's a mediocre top of quarterback in many people's minds. I feel otherwise. But Lamar Jackson, we're talking about a former MVP, a guy who shocked the world, one of the most gifted athletic quarterbacks in the world, and his deficiencies on prime time have shown more than anything in the last three years. And that is no lie.
3: He wouldn't even be in those spots if it wasn't for him, though. He leads his team. He's the best player on his team, bro. Period. So I, like, I we, can, this, we, know, can we can get into that. We can get into that on Wednesday. Saying, Why are we spending so much time talking about that man? When that man is a proven winner of leading his team,
2: when we need because to be the, on the Ryan, subject? The subject? God. The subject was last night's game. It was last night's I hate, game. I hear you yeah.
3: you real passionate
2: about critiquing that man's negativity. Just, just, I'm, I'm compassionate about critiquing anybody that plays on a Thursday night, and the spotlight is on you and you lose like that, like you have in the playoffs, like you have in big games and big moments, and the deficiencies are clear. I'm going to talk about everybody like that.
3: I don't want to talk about Okay, you're right. I can't wait to talk about Daniel Jones, but we need to see over here. Oh, absolutely. We got days. two weeks
2: for that. We got two weeks.
3: We got every, two weeks to
2: talk. About. Every night. We'll, we'll be here. We'll be here. And let's um, talk about that
3: Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron
2: Rodgers, what's going on with Aaron
3: go. Rodgers? You know, what's up with that, man? You know, I, I you know, I ain't got no problem with his stance, man, even though he's uh he didn't he need to hurry up and win and get him off of him I show. is he gonna be the you know, is he gonna be able to handle the media? Tell me what's going on, man. What you thinking?
7: I think the awesome thing about Aaron Rodgers is I don't need to think for him. He actually says it. Uh he's had three interviews since the positive coronavirus test. And if you listen to all three, I don't need to uh, opinionate anything for him. He gives his plan out and everything's for him. So my opinion on Aaron Rodgers is listen to Aaron Rodgers and he'll tell you what you want to know, which is cool because I don't think there's a lot of quarterbacks, maybe Tom Brady now that he's got a show too, but um, there's not a lot that you can just say, hey, he's going to tell you how he feels and he's going to lay it out there. And uh, You may not like the answer, but it's his answer and it's the way he feels and this is the way it is. So I don't have to opinionate how – Aaron Rodgers feels or how Aaron Rodgers said anything because he said it through his own words and his own mouth and everybody can go watch it. As a a Giants fan,
3: what was your perspective of what he said? I wasn't asking you, you know, what was your perspective as a fan? You know, that's the only reason I addressed it with you because obviously you're a fan. So I'm I'm not going to spend that much time, you know, watching what he said. I just want to know how you were feeling about it. But if you don't really want to get into that, that's cool. I ain't going to lose no sleep over it. But yeah, you know yeah. I just want yeah, to about Asking me my it.
7: opinion about something that there is no opinion I need to have because he just he just said it right then and there. My opinion is irrelevant. It's not like it's not like there's a offense. He didn't answer a question or they've been asking, asking, asking and he's just been giving, you know, run of the mill uh, question answers to those questions. He's answered every question everybody's ever asked in this last week. Mm-hmm. So I don't there's no opinion for me to have. I just the man's a
2: man like, all right i don't have well, I, have a, I, have a, I have a i have a very good question um okay. nacho um mm-hmm. please treat me as the ignorant person I am at the moment without information, mm-hmm. so help me in my ignorance because I have no idea what Aaron Rodgers said so if you can please. um
5: yeah.
2: if you can you can um paraphrase for me what he said yeah no, well, uh, my guy do that. I'm not going
7: to do that. Uh, paraphrasing someone's actual words is, is not what I'm in the business for. It's not what we're in the business for. I'm not going to take someone's words and then just that they've already spent 45 to 50 minutes explaining their position on. And I'm not going to take 20 seconds of that and a few words and try to for, form my own opinion about what I think he said. He said it. You can watch it. And then you can understand what he thinks,
2: not what I think he thinks. That's all I'm going to say on it. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't know. You know what I mean? So me being a football yeah, YouTube, YouTube and a is a great everything. Friend. I guess YouTube I'll just have to go check the thing. Yes. Yes,
7: YouTube is an amazing friend. Anybody in the entire world can go look at it and know what he said when he said mm-hmm. it and how he said it, not somebody paraphrasing mm-hmm. me. So I I don't I don't do that with anybody else. I'm not gonna do that with, with him. Uh,
3: I mean, we see the football games and then we talk about it, man. I don't understand why your opinion is so guarded about that, but okay. You
6: know, I mean because I, I, mean, I, mean, I can, I can give trade.
7: my opinion on X because I can give my opinion on X's and O's and what I think a team did wrong in the, in the midst of a, of a game that has no meaning in the grand scheme of life. But this is a deeper thing than a than a game on a field. A lot of people on both sides of this want to take their own opinion and do whatever they want with it. I'm not about that. I'm going to let him say what he wanted to say, how he wanted to say it, and that'll portray what he wants to say. Not my opinion of what he said or what I paraphrase think he said, because I can't remember everything that he said verbatim.
8: I don't have
7: that. I was just curious if you
0: thought it was
3: going to go away. I really didn't even care for you to, to kind of speak on it specifically I was just asking, do you think the media is, is going to be one of those things that goes away? Because I obviously don't know the temperature oh. of it. I figured you as a excuse me. I figured you as a Packers fan would just know the temperature of it. But all the details, where you stand on what side, and all that—that's really not why I was asking. I just really wanted to know if you know if there's something that's going to go away. Would a win make it go away? I thought I kind of you know said it that way, but I really didn't need to know where you stood about it politically and okay. all that other stuff, but.
7: Oh, okay, yeah, right. so about you know what we will do though. Let's... I think I think real quick I'll answer that question because it was asking me. Um, yeah, of course. I think I think a win I, and not even a win, a game and it'll make it go away. Um, and then the next cycle of news stories will come along. Uh, the biggest thing is that um the media was lied to and they were really hurt about it. So they're attacking him as much as they can. Other than that, once the news cycle of next week comes, he plays a game and we we'll move on the media will forget about it because something else is new in
2: the mix. All right. Cool. Well, thank you for that. OG, oh, did that satisfy? Hey,
3: that man. was the uh, yeah, satisfaction? Uh, yeah, that's that all. I, I was just curious. If something going to
6: All go right, away. cool. Like I, said, I ain't even going so, really into
2: the details like that. Not a problem. Hold on for a second, please. 914 205 is the number call in. It's East Out Fridays, is the most dangerous show on the planet. And we are moving forward in our segues, which brings me to this. <sighs> First of all, fellas, I would like to know what games are you looking forward to and what ramifications does it have on your fantasy? So tell me what games because <laughs> I right, mean, we're off. You know, we're, we're off. So now we get a chance to concentrate on fantasy. Mm-hmm. See, 31 other teams possibly or whoever has the buy. I don't care how many I may have been wrong about. It doesn't matter. You feel me? We get a chance to see football outside of ourselves, potential opponents, and people we're going to face down the line. But I want to know what games interest you guys over this weekend that also have ramifications for your fantasy. So we'll start off with you, OG, and Nacho. Of course, go to you, and then I'll be last, of course, in some hopes.
5: Well, I mean,
3: man. I mean, it's so many because obviously we're in fantasy. But, I mean, me, as far as my mile, I'm just so happy. Like I was telling you, I just saw a little closer clicker that I've been holding on to Dionis forever, and I see Dionis is playing. So, I'm happy about that because even though I had accumulated some serious backup running backs from Naeem Hines to, you know, to A.J. Dillon, so I, I, was, I was ready to go on my backup tip, and I had polish. So I just hope that Zeke don't come up limp or something like that, and then I'll be kind of stuck on who should start Pollard or De'Aaron Johnson. I mean, De'Aaron's don't have the best matchup against New England, but we already know this kid is going to get crazy volume. So I uh, honestly, man, I really, I'm so excited, man. I got Pittman starting, I got Cooper starting, I got my, you know, not Harris starting. I got, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm straight, so. I, I got Kittle starting, I got Mike Williams starting, I got Bob on there. It's gonna be my best week to date, even though I'm so far out of it. But hey, man, I'm waiting on all the games. I, you know, I'm glad I don't have to worry about us, and we are, we on a on a go right now. Can't wait to come back off though. But uh, so yeah, it's exciting, man. I mean, I just want to see what the Earnest does. Cool.
2: Um, Really quick, I don't want to cut anybody off. I want everybody to have the sufficient time that's necessary. You know what we do on Fridays. We have LRP. We have no problems in Houston with us. Mm
5: -hmm. And um, I'll
2: ask him the first couple of questions, and then, Nacho, you can get into the games, of course, that you're most interested in, of course, um, and what fantasy implications does that have for you and how you look and get into that because that's what we can do today. So, LRP – I want to ask you two questions. For yeah, yeah.
5: The
2: opening, and um, we'll go from there. Peace, King.
6: Peace, everybody. What's going on?
2: Nothing good vibes, Peace. brother. On this Friday, you know yeah, we're yeah, talking. Yeah. Say that again, my brother.
6: Audio crazy.
2: Nah, you sound great. Pause. L-O-P, you still with us? I ain't
6: got really nothing open, opening, bro. I'm, mean, you know, you know me. I'm coming off of 28 hours of straight crisis work, so.
2: All right, brother. So let me get I those just, two so quick. Let me get the two quick questions forever. in there to just turn your wheels, and I know you want to lay back in the cut like peroxide. So really quick. On this bye week, what exactly would you like to see take place? Outside of what we already talked about, coming back healthy, what are you positively looking forward to in this game versus the Bucks coming off the bye? What, are your outlook, what is your take on the game coming off the bye
0: now that we're going to
2: be healthy? Thomas is coming back, complete set of wide receivers and Saquon Barkley versus Tampa Bay. Just give us your thoughts on that. And then after that, if you want to talk about last night's game, you can. We touched on that. If not, that's cool, and not will go on his conversation.
6: Um, as far as what I want to see coming back from back on the buy, you said outside of what we already talked about. Yeah. So, my like, dreams of Garrett being fired this week. Not going to happen. Outside of that. Um. More continuation from the people that's already that made a name for themselves, you know, McKinney. You know, doing repeating performances. Uh Andrew Thomas coming back to form. Um Barkley, man. I wanna see Barkley go. Let's try to get some burn, you know what I mean? I wanna see to shut these people up, finally. You know what I mean? That's what I wanna see. I wanna see fucking Barkley and I wanna see Kadarius Tony get more than one dag on target. So that's what I like to see. And I like to see a complete performance of his team, all three fashions. And let us know as fans that they actually did something during this time off. As far as the game last night, man, other than that lineman still in that screen pass, that was the highlight of the whole day's going to sing. That dude, boy, I thought he was going to, I ain't never seen a big dude get up like that with his legs off with the ridiculousness look. You know what I'm saying? You ever see that show on MTV? Homeboy had the straight ridiculousness of symbol. You know what yeah. I mean? Was dude full face plant and shit. But it, it, that was a hell of a test there, if it counted. But that was a hell of a play. <laughs> that yeah, was the most entertaining, non-touring play, you know what I mean, that don't count, that I ever seen from a big dude. The dude had a, a serious cut, too. I was like, oh, it sounds like a big boy. But other than that, man, it was just I should have picked my uh the dog. I had a feeling too that I was going to be an upset, but you know hindsight being twenty twenty, I don't want to be that dude to be like, oh, I knew, it. you know what I'm saying. I don't want to be that guy because I didn't, I, you know. But I just had a feeling that Miami was going to win that game, but I did. I went with my head versus you know what I was thinking. Other than that, man, B sixteen, peace guys. I'm out the way, bro. It's been a long ass
2: week. I hear you, brother, and that's why we and that's why we have such a great show at the end of the week. You know, let it out, get it out, relax, sit on the couch, have a cigar, little cognac, arrive and vibe with your boy. That's what it's all about today. So Nacho, the floor is yours, my brother. Of course, we're talking about over the weekend the games that you want to see, implications that it have. You already spoke about last night's game floor
7: is yours oh, yeah, man, I think uh last night I had a little bit to it uh I had some Ravens players, um but this weekend it's really it's all over the board. I don't have a set of uh games that I think uh one or two that's in particular going impact my my fantasy leagues uh, games this week. I think the biggest games I have in mind, just the fantasy you know implications would be. Uh, the, the the Cleveland Brown New, New England game because they can make it. Um, which of the wide receivers is going to get the love? Yada yada yada. You know that kind of big thing. And then of course, um, is Miles Garrett and them going to be able to eat uh, against that offensive of Mac Jones, who's been you know nothing short of rookie of the year. So um, to, to me, this is just uh, this is just a great weekend for fantasy. They're, they're all over. It's Great matchups. Um, whether you look at, you know, whether if you're looking at the, the number rankings, quote-unquote, or the teams that are playing each other, um, they're great matchups for uh, possibly letting some things get out of hand. So nothing too crazy, and like I said, I don't have any, I don't think there's one or two games in the whole list that are going to impact me enough to make me go, I need to just watch these two. I get to have a full weekend of watching them all, which is cool.
2: Excellent, brother. Excellent. And um. I want to talk to you a little bit about that Patriots and Browns game because that's one of the games that's definitely impactful for me, having Miles Garrett, having Donovan Peoples-Jones, having the Browns defense, and having Damian Harris in my leagues. And we got to check the protocol status of him as the running back for New England, of course, if people don't know who he is out there. And um, as you just said, who Baker Mayfield is going to get the ball to? hopefully it will be Donovan peoples Jones because I need the points, obviously. And right now, um, in one league, um, you know, six and three, which is looking pretty good, you know, but in other leagues, um, mediocre toker. So I need these wins and these wins are one win a piece that separates me and my divisional rivals for playoff spots. So I have a lot riding on this game. I had some people in last night who gave me some points. Of course, you always want a thousand points from all the players that play, but a reality check: of course, that's not going to happen. But I had Miles Gaskins last night. I had Mark Andrews last night. I had um, the Ravens defense, and um, you know, I got what I got. So. Hopefully I can find out what's going on, but I'm definitely looking forward to the um, Patriots and Browns game. Second game I'm looking forward to is the Tampa Bay and Washington game. I got some Buccaneers. Um, obviously I don't think Antonio Brown is going to play, but I do got some Buccaneers on my team too, such as Mike Evans, you know, uh, Ronald Jones, who I like probably cut but we'll see what's going on. So those are the games that I'm looking forward to. But overall, it's going to be an exciting Sunday because we just get to watch football. And I'm a fan, and I love to see other teams, and I'm would love i I'm, I'm going to see what teams play locally for me because New York is always biased. So if the Giants is not on, they give us coverage of possibly Washington or the Jets is going to play as well. So I'll be seeing those games. Also seeing what this kid, Mike White, has to offer – so I can have my conversation with LRP, you know what I mean? We have no problems in Houston about his beloved son, Zach Wilson. Just matchups, man, you know? Nothing more, nothing less. So I'm excited for the weekend. Like I said, I'm excited for football. I'm excited for us and, um, you know, being able to come back. We're off this Sunday because obviously we have no game. If I'm not mistaken, Nacho, we're off this Sunday. Am I right? There won't be any pregame shows or any of that?
3: Oh, I'll run a pregame show. Oh, I don't oh, you play. will
2: I always on the game yeah, show. Okay, so then tune in for that, ladies and gentlemen, this Sunday. Uh, what I want to say, eleven a.m. Right? Eleven a.m. Yeah, we'll figure
7: that. We'll get the we'll get it out there Saturday, Sunday morning for
5: the people. But yeah, it'll
7: be an hour to
0: two hours. All
2: right. Well, we'll promote. Look for us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for the show that'll take place on Sunday. Um, outside of that. We have reached the part of the show where we just kick it about any and everything. Um, I want to talk NBA, if that's okay with you guys. OG, you have anything else that you want to add on the subject of football? Or we can we can talk about NBA. Because I want to get your take on some of man, that. NBA team, man. Y'all go with, with it, man. I'm cool. All right. So, Nacho, what's going on, brother, out there in Phoenix? I want to get your take on the NBA, how, you know, the last week has been to you and your team and – some things that you see going on, things that are trending. Just want to hear your overall opinion. You know, you're an exciting guy to talk NBA with because you're knowledgeable. So, there, brother. The floor is yours, NBA. Um, you know, I'll just stick with the Suns
7: because they're my home team, and I think the fact that they're on a five-game winning streak and uh, undefeated nice. in the month of November so far um, is something that we've got to build upon and, 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 and keep going into the Christmas game. Uh, the big game, of course, where we I think everybody on this line thinks that's when the first game of the NBA season should be. That's neither here nor there. But, yeah, uh, it to me, it's – okay, the, the Rockets aren't so much, but Grizzlies, Timberwolves, Mavericks, three out of the next four games um, with all but the Mavs game being on the road, I think this is going to be a good test for my boys. Um, They're out there doing their thing still. I think it's a continuance of seven and three, I think in the, in the, in the NBA right now. So just want to see them continue to do that and just build on that. If we're seven and 10 or seven and three every 10 games, that's obviously what 70%. It's an amazing year and you pick up from that and then you try to make the playoffs. Um, but yeah, it, it, I'll just stick with that again. it, It also dealing within the West here. Um, I think the, The big question marks that we had about the Lakers are there now. Um, The fact that they panned their bench um, and about nine to 10 of them are in street clothes this early in the season is a big question. And then of course the Warriors are the Warriors and they haven't got Clay back. Um, I think that's the scariest thing that everybody in the NBA should be worried about. It's not about James Harden not getting towels. It's not about the Knicks being way, way good. Uh, It's the fact that the Warriors have lost one game and they haven't started one yet. So, um, other than that, man, uh I am not the East guy. I don't watch a lot of East basketball. I'm not I'm not I'm not uh I'm not able to just the way the time schedule is, so I'll rely for most of the East stuff on you. But out here West I think it's much of the same thing, um, with the Lakers falling out. Um, but I think everything else is pretty much the same and then of course you look at the Warriors and you just have to question how long can they keep it up? Um, but I mean Man, I, I'll ask you that. How long can they keep it up that I, you know, pause? But I just don't understand. I, I, they're just so good. Curry's just really, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But other than that, man, uh, I'm really excited. We're too early to sit here and call crazy things, I think, other than, um, other than the fact that the Lakers are missing the playoffs. There's not anything
2: else I think we can call pretty crazy right now. All
6: right.
2: And as you mentioned, the Phoenix Suns are on a five-game winning streak. They have not lost in the month of November. See, things like that are things to watch out for, too, because certain teams, like the Phoenix Suns, when they get off to a fast start like that, you have to be wary. See, Golden State gets off to a fast start, then they start to dwindle, and this is something that has happened in the last couple of years, especially without Klay Thompson playing, with Kevin Durant leaving, and them getting into additions, first-round draft pick, number one in the draft two years ago. Steph Curry still being Steph Curry, there's nothing to say about that man. He's he's a dangerous, the most dangerous player that I've ever seen in my life when it comes to the ability to shoot the ball, the ability to will his team to win, and it's just nothing else to be said. Like The man is amazing, brother. There's, you can't hate on him. He's that great you can't hate. Him. And that's the phrase that I would like to use on Steph. He's that great where well, you can't hate. You can hate losing to him, but you can't hate him because that's just what it is. And um, as far as the Lakers, I love it. I love every minute of it. I love the fact that LeBron James is not playing, because it gives them a chance to actually play basketball with a different set of players. Now, we saw this same situation take place last season, when he missed 28 games, and those bench players had to step up, and they looked horrible. But the difference is at least one guy is healthy in Anthony Davis, Another guy is healthy and Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony is possibly playing the best basketball in his career early in the season for what role he's thrusted in. This guy is unconscious. He's the reason why they are still relevant. They're winning games and also games like last the day before yesterday when they went into overtime with the Miami Heat. They were able to pull it out because the grind. You got guys like Malik Monk stepping up, guys like um I forget this kid's name. Please forgive me. Uh, Please forgive me. I forget this kid's name, man. Um, Ah, Bradley Bill. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Adrian Bradley. You got guys like Adrian Bradley stepping up, veterans, you know what I'm saying, like Rajon Rondo, keeping control of certain games, not turning the ball over, things that that would normally be a loss if Russell Westbrook did it, and, you know, things of that nature. So I love what's going on, actually, right now with the Lakers and um, the way that they're playing because it sets up for drama. I love drama when it comes to basketball, and it's going to set the table for a lot of things in seeding later on. By that time, of course, LeBron James will be healthy. We already were seeing what he was doing the first seven to nine games of the season, so it's not questionable anymore. We don't have to worry about his age. It's just the injuries in his age that continuously keep piling up. But when that man's on the floor, we already know what's going on. I don't have to go too far there. Now I'll switch over to the East because I know you guys said, I know you said you don't really watch much East basketball, but first I'll read off a quote from the great Dan Campbell, California love. He said, I have enjoyed the NBA this, I haven't enjoyed the NBA this much in 25 years. It's great. Dan, let me say something to you. I perfectly understand what, you, what are you speaking about. The fact that it looks old school, it's tough-nosed, and teams are no longer being able to be favorite, home or away, and it makes basketball equal on both sides of the court. I love every minute of it. Touch fouls are not being called. Drawing fouls flag- are not being called. Flagrants are being examined. And faking as if you're hurt just to get flagrants are being examined. And referees are pissing players off. This is the most I've ever seen players run down the court when getting up off the floor and talk to a referee, and it has no bearing on the very next play. So many times we've seen a play where a player doesn't get a call, star player doesn't get a call, but then comes down the floor in the next play and gets a call, phantom, because of the fact that he's a star player. Guys are getting thrown to the ground. Guys are getting bodied up on defense. There's a lot of non-calls under the rim, and there's a lot of non-calls driving to the basket. Either you're going to make the basket or you're not, and fouls are legit. Half of your arm, three of your fingers, and all of your thumbs have to be taken off before you get a foul call. Basketball at its best. And I hope it continues, and I hope this is forever so we can keep enjoying it because, one, it brings the competitiveness out of players Against each other, it brings a sense of psychological toughness and awareness where you cannot use the stripes in the whistle, and it makes you play harder and hone your skills so you don't have to worry about the referees. So I'm loving it. It's love, and I'm excited to keep watching the NBA this season. I'll get into my beloved Knicks, who's looking a lot better than normal. Right now we're up on the Charlotte Hornets 34-20 to 20 in the second quarter. The Bucks play the Celtics today. The Cavs play the Pistons. Um, who else? Let's see. The West Coast games, I'll get into some of those for you guys that don't know. The Nets play the Pelicans in a little while. That's going to be a good game. The Trailblazers play the Rockets. Uh, it's game time. The Kings play the Thunder, battle of young up-and-coming teams trying to establish themselves with draft picks and show that they're not as bad as they're supposed to look. And your sons play the Memphis Grizzlies. So seems to me they'll go 6-0 if, you know, they handle their business. But that game is definitely going to be, you know, not just a pushover, walkover game because Memphis does have a team that knows how to scrap. And the Mavericks play the Spurs. <sighs> Mavericks could be winning that one. Hawks play the Nuggets. That's going to be a pretty good game. And the Bulls play the Warriors. We'll see what's going on. Is Chicago actually taking a next step, or is Chef Curry just still putting ingredients on the stove and stirring the pot and letting everybody know to be on notice? And last but not least, from what I see, the Timberwolves play the Lakers. That should be a get-right game for guys. Uh, Bring some guys off the bench, let them get some burn, and step to them young boys and let them know that veterans still exist in this league. And good basketball does come from those that are older, and it's just not your time yet. So outside of that, that's about it for that as well. Um, anything else that you fellas feel like you want to discuss, talk about, or weigh in on? OG has dropped. Shout-outs to the OG DC, OG Steve from DC, you know, for calling in on this Friday, um, Anything you want to get into, my brother, now that I got you one-on-one?
5: I'm
6: sorry, you said me, sir?
2: Yeah, I was asking anything else you want to get into. I read off the slate schedule. I gave my opinion on the NBA. I am very much excited. You can hear it in my voice. And we've been watching excitement all season, and the fans just heard me going to rant about it. Dan C, I read off. So I wanted to know if there was anything else that you wanted to discuss concerning the NBA or there's a topic that you want to discuss before we get off these airways?
7: Uh, actually, the NBA was just, uh, like you said, I, I am excited too. Um, the lack of whistles, I think, is exciting everyone, um, but the great play as well. Uh, we're seeing a lot mm-hmm. of great play and, and, it, and it not being – I think the whistles are, are – we're getting in the way of the great play. If somebody would make a great play and then get, he would get fouled, and then you, 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 you wouldn't you wouldn't think, oh, maybe that was a ticky-tack foul or something. But now you're saying, oh, okay, he doesn't get fouled, but he fights through it and he actually makes the bucket. You're like, damn, that's a hell of a play. And, you know, on the other end, um, it, it's working both ways. Defensively, you can now put a little umph in your step, put a little umph in the block, and you're not going to get whistled so right away for just playing basketball. I think that's, that's one of the greatest things that we're saying, the, the the slate that you read off for the East obviously is a great slate. Um, I just feel as if the East, to me, uh, like you, like I asked you, and now that I have confirmed is back and it's fun to watch. It's not two or three teams dominating the East. Uh, you know, we move on. You know, the, the conversation for the East now should take 30, 40, almost an hour to discuss who could possibly win that, who's going to be in the Eastern Conference when we get 40 games in, those discussions are going to be long-winded, as where the last few years, they were not. It was a few teams we obviously knew was going to make it, and then a couple teams that we knew were going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, and one team that we almost could, you know, almost pan in as a finals participant, um, if not for a couple things maybe going wrong here or there, out of control of players. So that that there is, is awesome. I mean that's i think what a lot of groaning from fans and, and again this is why i think nba gets looked at as a as a more fan friendly sport they they take a lot of their they take a lot of their fans consideration fan aspect in consideration and when you have so much to do um or not so much when you have you have so much space to fill all uh, those seats and they're watching such a small thing i think it's a little different um, when you, you know, the court is way smaller than the field and, and you're very more intimate and, and those, those people can, you know, I'm not saying that they can't see fouls in football, but in, in the NBA, you're right there, man. And when you're watching something and you're seeing one guy on one side not get a call, another guy on another side get the call, I think that's, I think another thing on top of it. We're just swallowing the whistles. So, and then unlike the NFL where instead of just saying, you know, let's stop making calls. They're calling everything and ruining the game. The NBA, they're stopped. They stopped. They just said. They just said, forget it. Fuck it. Let's let them play and let you know. Let it go out. I mean, people are getting pushed and shoved in games, and you know things of that nature. And and and, and it feels like a '90s basketball, too early, 2000s basketball is kind of back. And it's it's so much. It's so much like. Not only is that style back. But the quality of the game is still this year, 2021 quality. We're still seeing guys pull up from, tw- you know, pull up from 25, 30. Still, still guys take it to the rack now. And I think that's the biggest thing um, that I that I, that I that I hear from a lot of fans who are watching basketball now is that they're not turned
2: off by the game because every yeah, five seconds definitely. there's a damn whistle. So definitely, definitely yeah. let me – let me add to what you're saying. This has risen, and I'm, not, I'm talking all around the league, especially in this time of competitiveness in both conferences and just fandom. I have yet to see a team play in the NBA where their stadium has not been packed. Everybody loves this style of basketball. It has gotten guys off the couch. It has brought them back to the arenas. It has TV TV, um, sales and ticket sales are way up. So not only is this a good thing for just us, it is a great thing for marketing, for fans, for stadiums, and a hell of a lot of money is being made, especially with teams that are playing poor to decent basketball because they're giving you hope by beating a team who may be five and one or six and two or seven and three at this point, and your team comes in and they're just mediocre being four and five and getting the 500. It's just enthusiastic, great basketball. And I love it. As you mentioned, the 90s, that's something that I use as a tool. That's something that all of us as fans refer to and we always reference to because that was a time of basketball when all of these great hall of famers, such as Michael Jordan, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, guys like these guys played in this era and basketball was so meaningful. And I'm not trying to say basketball wasn't meaningful after it's just, there has been a lot of rule changes. There's been a lot of detriment and there's been a lot of deficiency on the half of the NBA when it came to certain things. Now, Physical basketball is back in the arenas and people physically are showing up to see it and watch it and it's exciting.
7: Look look, I think I think one of the things that I take away from all of this is and I'm driving in the car now so if the rattles or whatever it gets to you, so just let me know. But the 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 thing that gets to me now about this is it isn't so cut and dry. We know a team that likes to cut to the basket and they're going to try to just get fouls and go to the free-throw line. And and what, a year or two ago, year year ago, we just knew as, uh-huh. as a fan base of every team, they were going to go to the free-throw line more often than not. It was going to be a slow-paced game or it was going to be a quick game because there were free-throws all the time and it was going to be over. Now we can watch a game and go, look,
6: can this team
7: get fouled and handle it? Can they get pushed around a little? and take care of business. We're seeing teams that can. We're seeing teams that maybe rely a little heavy on maybe going to the rack because, look, I know that I'm pretty powerful, but the only way you could do that is if you got to foul me. Well, now that, that's not the case. Unless it's an egregious foul, we're not – they're not getting called and they're having the trouble, a la uh, maybe the Milwaukee Bucks, a la uh, maybe the Brooklyn Nets. I mean – there, there is a little bit I think to the fact that not only James Harden but Giannis can't just drive to the basket and rely on I'm going to get two free shots if this doesn't go in, and he's not the only one. There's a lot of them, and it's just it's a it's 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 a it's a wake up call for a lot of people I think in the game and watching the game. Man, ever you feel like. Well, Whoever's playing, as long as they don't absolutely are trash, you know, as long as they're not the worst of the worst, if they play some hard nosed defense, maybe, you know, get some turnovers, they could make it a close game and win. And and I think that's what a lot of teams and a lot of fan bases were missing just a chance. Just give my team a chance. But we know this team coming in, they they they, they live off the fouls, and the refs are going to call them. So why do I want to watch my team play? Because they, we're just going to watch our team get beat by someone taking 15 fouls, two te- two teammates taking 14, 15 fouls each. And they're going to make, you know, 80, 90 percent of them. So we're just like, right. why we even watch now? Oh, I'm going to watch now mm-hmm. because they're not going to get 14 each. They're probably only going to get eight each, if that and they have to prove it. And if they can go to the rim and make those baskets and live with not getting foul calls, I'll live with my team getting beat by a team like that. And I think that's what a lot of fan
2: bases are are really excited Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very well said, brother. And let me add to that because that's so significant and important, and that's what we kept talking about. You can't rely on the reps. And that was something that teams, and I can bring it up, like a, Houston, when they had James Harden. Uh, Cleveland, when they had LeBron James. A Chicago, when they had Michael Jordan. Uh, L.A., when they had Kobe Bryant, God rest his soul, and Gigi as well. These, these are things that these superstars knew that they could rely on. Like, yo, all I got to do is put my head down and go to the basket as hard as I need to, and somebody's going to foul me. Well, guess what? You put your head down and go to the basket, as hard as you need to, he may be standing outside the charge zone. And guess what? It's an offensive foul, and it's going to be called fair because they're going to look at his placement and feet, if he's not moving, and guess what? They're going down the other end of the floor, and you're crying, complaining, and, and, and possibly puking as you want to throw up all those words and regurgitate to a ref. We'll get you a tech, actually. So I love that part of the game, too, that referees are not sensitive, but once you get a tech, it's because you have been doing too much, as opposed to teching someone up that was complaining about an offensive superstar on another team because they felt the call was egregious. So it just brings fairness, ferocity, and, 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 and just great basketball. Again, I can't emphasize that enough. Back to the sport. And I love watching it. I love looking at it. It's beautiful. God bless the NBA, go Knicks, and hopefully in a perfect world, we'll meet your sons in an NBA final and be talking as much as we need
6: to. That would be amazing. And I want to switch gears if
7: we can. Sticking on referees and moving to the NFL because it got me thinking right now. And you, you made a you made a comment about some players being able to just put their head down and you know, go down and know I'm going to get two fouls. But what about those, what about quarterbacks knowing that if I just throw it down the field, I'm going to get a pass interference call? You know, and 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 the quarterbacks, I know if I push my head and if I push my head open and, or if I push my head to the right and his arm as it's coming down to block my throw, it's going to hit my head and I'm going to get a foul. It's like, this, The refereeing is so bad in the NFL that not only do they not know what they're doing on top of the fact that they're being used by players. They're they're so incompetent at their job, which is wildly crazy because you have to spend 10 years as a referee and you have to have a bachelor's degree before you can even become a referee in the first place. There's no real, like, A set of rules But they kind of want you To have a bachelor's degree You have to have 10 years of Officiating experience So that With no parameters And no Obviously It's a bunch of Nepotism going on And a bunch of your friends And this and that At the referee school All the good ones Are on TV And it's absolutely Wild that The ones that are on TV Are making The right calls We see them Week in and week out Get called to By the announcers, whether it's Romo or Buck or or whoever you're watching at any given time because there's a multitude of them, they call in the one or two or three guys that they have at each station, Fox or CBS or NFL Network,
0: and they are right.
7: They cut to the field, at every F in time, the refs on the field are wrong. And the reason is those guys are getting paid way more at those networks than they would to be doing a correct job – on the field, and on top of that, there's no consequence, not a single one. I don't know if we got into this last week or if we got into the game because I don't think we got. I think it was this week actually. That referee backing up into the Monday Night guy, uh, uh, Marsh from the Bears. Nine. Yeah. Sorry, ten 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 times out of ten if Marsh backs up into a referee, he's flagged for 15, and he's fined and most likely suspended, depending on how egregious the backup is. That referee, not only did he, oh, my Lord, not only did he watch him first assume that there was something, while there was another ref looking that player in his face while he was looking at the bench, which we all assumed that that referee was thinking he was talking to the punter running on the field. The announcers mentioned it. It looked like he might have been whatever. Why would you back up and purposely bump a player because he can't retaliate or push you back or do anything and then throw your flag like, look at me now. Because I know the cameras are watching you run back because you just made the sack. And now I'm on national television making the call that ruins the Bears game on a Monday night football in the spotlight. Like, they have no consequences, and they get all of the shit. They are entitled, and it is absolutely egregious what we have to watch on a weekly basis from these NFL reps. They fail at every turn and they're wrong more often than they're right. It doesn't matter, oh, they're they have good games and this and that and yada yada yada, their numbers are taken by other refs. So this as I don't know what we need to do as fan bases, I don't know what we can do if there's a voting system or if these reps can physically have or not physically but um like emails and things of that nature to to move the NFL in the right direction, the way that the the NBA has done with their referees. They're out of sight, out of mind. Okay. Shakes made a comment about offensive line earlier this week, and I'll end this comment. Shakes made a comment earlier this week about offensive line. If I don't see you or hear from you by the end of the game, man, you did a fucking great job. God damn it, I should not know one single referee's name at all, except for if they're in the Super Bowl because they're being mentioned for refereeing the Super Bowl. I know too many referees' names, and they shouldn't. I shouldn't know their name. I shouldn't. And I'm not saying any more referees' names at all. You're getting called referee on a Thursday night game. On the game, and I will mention players, and I will mention teams, I'll mention coaches' names, but I'm never mentioning another referee's name on this show again. They don't deserve it because they don't deserve it at all. They're – they are failing at their job, and if, and if 80% of the NFL players were failing at their job on a weekly basis, they would be cut, tongue out to dry, and never seen again. But a lot of these guys continue to come back and come back and come back, and nepotism, and I hate to say it, Caucasian makes them the ability to do this, week in and week out, and not have to suffer the consequences of anything.
2: I'm uh, a uh, fine. It's just ridiculous. Sorry. I
7: said it was quick and it was longer.
2: No, 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 no. Listen, that's perfectly fine because, you know, a lot of times we don't get a chance to dive into um, what's going on. And we do have LRP with us, and I'll, I'll make my conversation a little bit more condensed just so I can hear what he has to say about this, because this is something that we have discussed, Nacho. This is something that the world has been complaining about. Has anything been done about it? No. And let's talk about just the last three to four years. Refereeing has become worse in the last three and four years. You would think the NFLPA has come up with a system along with the NFL at this point to calm down some of the mistakes that have been taking place. I mean, it's how many of you guys on the field, right? You have all of this technology to go back and look and make the right call if your eyes fail you, right, which is understandable. You have an extra set of eyes. You have different angles that are being able to be taped and recorded. So you can see things from a way you didn't get a chance to see it. You can see things from a retrospect of where you were not standing, and you can see things visually through creation that you would never have been able to see. The small microcosms that continuously takes place in the NFL when it comes to these refs are costing people games. They're egregious. Their calls have been abysmal, and all you have to do is look into a simpler place for the thought process that we have. How many apologies have been issued to NFL teams Week in and week out, not just about one call, but certain calls in certain games and certain times in situational football that have cost a team that does not deserve to lose because the referee's eyes and the ability to not use his technology has failed him. So it has failed us. And that is something that definitely needs to be discussed. It needs to be talked about. The NFLPA and the NFL have to come up with something. They have to come up with something. In my mind, you guys can agree with me with this or not, there should be a system in place for referees that make mistakes. The more mistakes you make, the lesser games that you get called, especially those reps that get all these primetime games making primetime mistakes. And that should be the way it should be. Hey, listen, you messed up this game. This is how we're going to do this. We're knocking you down to this game, sending you here for this week. You're starting to put us in a bad position. You're on national TV. These calls are egregious. We're starting to to get a lot of feedback from this. Negative-wise, we need to do something about it. And then on top of that, there should be a training system to help them upgrade their abilities. You don't just bring a guy back after he's made all these egregious mistakes. You send him somewhere where he can improve. Nobody should be above station. There should be a referee guideline school for mistake making. Put that in the acronym because I won't. And at this point, it's just atrocious. And I agree with everything that you said. I would definitely like to hear LRP's take on this, if he has one. If not, that's fine. Brother, the floor is yours. I would love to hear what you have to say about these referees in the NFL, the mistakes they're making, and how this is impacting the game.
8: Well, <laughs> I was headed home and my damn tire blew out. So uh, I briefly left the cause to do fucking change my goddamn tires, riding on what this dumbass donut. You know what I'm saying? So halfway through, I heard of what y'all was talking about. Um, they, you know, I that you know Chicago play player. That dude do that shit out of spite. You know what I mean? The rest have always been very sensitive. And, you know, for them to pretend that they are, uh, you know, to their jobs is fallacy, it's stupid, it's dumb, because they're not, they're getting their feelings, and then, you know, they charge you with all kinds of stuff, and it's ridiculous, I mean, he can even tell, he didn't even throw that flag until he bumped them, or until he initiated the bump. You know what I mean? And then, you know, going to throw it, leave it up there like you just made a three-pointer. You know, it's, it's trifling. It's been trifling. But they haven't changed it, and they're not going to. Unless, uh, you know,
0: more people speak
8: up. But this is atrocious and I've always hated it.
0: <laughs> Excuse me. I always
8: thought these restaurants were bunch that just you know, you know, I had the idea years ago to, if they can do the next gen stats, and I'll repeat it here today, if they can do the next gen stats and put these little sensors on shoulder pads to be able to mock, um, you know, to record speed and, you know, catch radius and all this other sports science stuff that they do, then it should be easily detectable to be able to put the sensors on the field and on the players. You know, to be able to um, to decipher what is what, you know. Because they was calling all sides or neutral zone infractions, whole okay. game. And the other team was doing the same thing, you know. And at one point, there were a couple of times where uh, Quinn was over. But there was another time, like two other times where he wasn't. You know what I mean, and they still caught it. So, you know, these passing the friends calls, these pushing and pushing off calls, they should have sensors for this stuff. And once the sensor goes off, and you know, hey, there's a violation. You know, on top of the replay, it's like, well, I don't really see it. You know, did the ball come out? Should be a sensor on the bag inside the ball. It's like, hey, the ball hit the ground. The sensor picked it up. So they have pressure points and all that shit. Don't think that they don't. They got all kinds of cool ass gadgets. You go on the website, touch a Martin, and find all kinds of curves. Cool. You know what I mean? I saw a lamp spin around with two balls on it. You know what I mean? There's a titty lamp on there, there's all kinds of stuff. You know, so whatever. They can think of something. They don't because they're lazy. it's the NFL and it's the shield.
5: So All right, you time, have it. It was a great just-
2: Right. Get your sports science up. That's that. Cut it out. All right. Um, we've gotten to the last two minutes of the live section. And, of course, they will not have to be a recorded session to be downloaded because this is Friday. And we're going to let bid farewell and adieu to the people and let them have their day. Nacho in the Box has dropped off. Um, Shout-outs to Nacho in the Box with Cheese for calling in. Was it land? Did Timmy
8: he drop off when I said land? I guess. Probably. Probably.
5: <laughs>
2: probably. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll find out what's going on with that. You know how that goes. Um, <laughs> see if anything else was going on that's necessary. Let me. Let me check in real quick. I see I got a couple of messages. All right, nothing um, nothing concerning us. So LRP, I got you here, brother. We about to get off this thing. So closing statement and uh, take us home, bro. Yeah, man. Um, my apologies to the people for this
8: uh, my absence late in the week, but hey. Gotta make this bread, and this man had to go to work. But um great week. I did listen to uh the shows. I will be going back to listen to the beginning of this one. Y'all have a good weekend. I face Shakes in league two this week. And his bum ass is about to go down. <laughs> and he already I got black freezy I got before. black
2: freezy. Yeah, I got black freezy in two leagues, man.
8: Yeah, yeah, I got shakes. payback is coming. I already advanced myself with the sterile dude out in Ohio. He is now sterile. I cleansed him of his motor sins, you know what I'm saying, and I'm about to go ahead and cleanse him. You know, it's the beef done with you, can, Of course it is. I cleansed him of his motor sins, and now he's gone somewhere else. So Jake's about to get this work. My lineup is dope. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't see anybody on that squad. and His whole bitch is on the back. So he ain't got nothing for me. And I'm pretty sure he already called somebody for counsel. But um, that's all right. We're going to see what it is. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the weekend. Peace and love. Y'all be safe. And uh, that's it, man. Love y'all, bro. Love you, bro.
2: That's what's up. LRP, we have no problems in Houston. So, As for me, y'all know what time it is, man. Um, Everybody's off the line except LRP because they'll bring us home. This show was brought to you by the Shakedown Sports Podcast. We have had a week of phenomenal shows, me closing out on Eastbound Friday. Nonetheless, you know what I mean, has added to that peace to the gods, peace to the earth. Shout-outs to my brothers from other mothers of different and same colors for doing what y'all do, man. We have had a phenomenal week, and I'm about to bring this to a close. So we will keep you guys updated on if we will have a uh, show for Sunday, which Nacho said he may go on. So look for that on all social media outlets for the update to let you know what's going on, the time, and what we will be bringing to you guys Sunday. We bring a pregame show just to talk about all the other teams in the NFL outside of our New York Football Giants, and of course, a couple of other teams that may be on the bye. But um, it should be exciting to watch football, relax, and um, come right back to the excitement with the Monday night versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. This has been East Style Fridays. I am your host, either chosen one from the Bronx, and you have been tuned in to the most dangerous planet show on the planet, the Shakedown. So without further ado, L.R.P., we up out of here, brother. Take us away.
8: Yo, yo, y'all just been shook up by the down,
1: and we out
2: of here, peace. Peace. Hey, and y'all know what time it is. I'm going to end it off with the way that I started it. You know what I'm out the y'all
5: window.
2: Yeah, you're going to. Yeah. I, I started the show with this, so I just feel the need to, you know, um, in the show with this, and I'll leave y'all with this song right here, one of my favorites, and you guys can enjoy that. LRP, you may too, of course. That's it. I want to talk about these ads one day that be on YouTube now, so I ain't gonna get into it right now. But I just want to talk about how they mess up a perfect segue in these things. Sometimes I just want—I'm gonna talk about that. Later down the line. But without further ado, I know what time it is, man. Enjoy your weekend. Peace.
5: go
0: <clears throat> We go on. We go I'm the one me, I'm one who one it's just black like hoodie rap.
1: There's no fear in my eyes when he looking at. You. Better look on map. Me not like the high five. Me not think such a thing is worth for my life. But if a man test my side, I promise you won't like my reply. Boom bye bye like Gucci you. I'm a Brooklyn boy. I make six and getting used to. that habits ain't habit. Gotta get it. Same from Brownsville to same British. Problem is i double so the number was the one that hang with him. Before you know it, I'm in the game, bang to them. like something to tell me what the name of this. <laughs>
0: I'm in the i i I
1: whoop and dodge a I jack, I fall, I spin, oh man, I'm Jackie Robinson, when I run, date, I dodge the pen, lucky
5: me, lucky me, did it injure me, now When i bring the next, i the a black branch, we're
1: from the corner. burning drinks with the of Biggie. Brooklyn, hippie, I pity the fool with jewels like Mr. C with no history in my barrel. They borrow with no ancestors of eternity. Tomorrow, the sun don't come up for many like Annie. last office. Mama never had an abortion. Never sort of did. Till I manage to live. I go hard. I owe it all to the crib. Now please tell me. Smarter than this.
0: <laughs> 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 <jouer> <laughs> <wealth> okay. <So> I gonna <laughs> oh. okay. so <laughs> be <laughs> <laughs>